In a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guest every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have with me Doreen Kotlin, the force behind Guide, which is a new kind of energy efficient clothing that you guys are not going to believe how incredible it is. And I was just telling her before we jump on the podcast that I usually just let the guests introduce themselves, but I was reading her words and there was a couple of sentences that really resonated with me. So I just want to read them for you. And then Doreen will tell us everything about her, her life. But she writes, life isn't easy at any stage, but it's worth living knowing I have the power to change my path at any time. Knowing if I want things, I must work for them. If I want better things, I must work smarter for them. And with that, I introduce you to Doreen. Hello, beautiful. Hello, Olga. Thank you so much for having me. It's unbelievable to even hear you announce my name. <laughs> so I'm like, like I said, stage fright. If you think divorce is hard, try doing this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yes. Okay. I always get confused here. I'm like, with as being able to stand in front of people or talk to people, it's like, you see your whole life, you know, your whole life, but what were the most important parts of the life that you want to share with others? So since we're going to be talking about divorce here, um, for me, it's really hard to go back like to, that happened for me seven years ago. So when I think of seven years ago, I'm like, oh, it's, it's, I, I could imagine what everybody's going through while they're listening to your, your podcasts. And I listened to all five of yours this morning. And I felt like I have nothing to say. You say it all. You say, you say it perfectly. If we're in the middle of, again, I don't know customers or I don't know the clients and I don't know if it's the wife that doesn't let the husband go or the husband doesn't let the wife go. But it's like, once they just know to let go of whatever it is that they're letting go of, they allow a new life to bloom, to blossom. And that's what happened for me. Um, when I, I was married for seven years, I got married um, when I was 23 to a guy that was 15 years older than me. Um, I never thought I'd get married or have kids, but I ended up doing both. Um, but I'm a planner. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna have kids. I'll have them at the age of 25. I, 25, 27, 29. And I actually made that happen. Um, when I was married again, I I'm going to backtrack and, and tell you that where I come from, I'm from New Mexico and we're a certain culture where it's like, you do what you say you're going to do. When you promise something, you show up for that promise. So if you get married, you stay married. So I've heard in your podcast, tell people like, that's so outdated. And as I was going through my divorce process, like that's what I was already thinking, but I didn't have the validation that my thought was right. So I, I ended up, let's see, where, where do I start here? So I met him, um, tw year, 23 years old. I had just graduated college. I was going to be, um, moving to, uh, New York decided cause I'm a fashion, was a fashion student ended up in taking an internship in Las Vegas. Um, I was there maybe two months and I had, I went by myself, um, my dream job, 
after that, I was supposed to go back to New York, ended up meeting this guy who, again, saw somebody that's going to be successful, looked like perfect wife material and swooped me in. And when I, I have two daughters and I think of that, that feeling then, and I think that this might happen for them too. So it's kind of like, don't give up your dreams for a man. Like why? And I have a whole story why. But I do know that if I sat down and tell, told my daughters what I'm telling you guys right now, they would roll their eyes and out of spite, they'd probably end up doing the exact same thing. So in silence, I started building guide. And it, it really is like the book that you just read that I gave to you um, steps along my process through after divorce. So it was like, I started just writing a little experiences that I was experiencing, knowing that my daughters would one day read it in the hopes that if they wanted to be that mom or they wanted to be, stay home, I'd let that experience happen for them. And, and when they'd come to the realization that whether the, the husband leaves or she wants to leave, that they're secure and they're fine and everything is going to be okay. And here's a whole platform on people that it's going to be okay. So the, the first person I'd send them to is you because it is so important when you're going through divorce to have somebody by your side um, with no judgment, no judgment there. So I had nobody to do that. Like um, the way mine happened was my ex-husband, I met him right when he was, if you guys remember the, the crash of 2008 and it was called um, um, Operation Stolen Dreams. So I met a man, this man, dated him for four months and he wanted to marry me. I was supposed to wait till the summer, but he wanted to rush it. I didn't know why, but now I know why. He had gotten involved in some like illegal activity with the um, straw buying of houses and blah, blah, blah. So, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, so fast forward me living with him, I took on his entire life. He took me out of my dream world and he made me his wife, which meant taking care of his kids. He had a four year old and a nine year old at the time, which I absolutely adored. And then I also inherited an ex-wife and an ex-girlfriend that in my twenties are 10 years older than me, freaking drug me through the mud. But I was so in love with this man. And my thing was, I'm going to be the best person for this person. And he's going to love me. He's going to love me for everything that I do. So it's like, in the words of Alan Watts, like, this is crazy. Like I gave up myself. I gave myself to him, anything he needed, anything he wanted, anything, whatever. Like I showed up for him and I truly gave myself away. Um, so I did that for about let me say, four years. And on the fourth year of our marriage, we were married for seven years. On the fourth year of our marriage, I got a knock on my door one day um, and it was the government. Okay. So my story might not be relatable to most people's. So even when I say this story, I'm like, oh my God, did this shit happen to me? But it did freaking happen to me. So the FBI comes to my door and let me backtrack some more. I used to work for counterintelligence. So at this time I'm working for counterintelligence um, and I get a knock from the FBI looking for my husband and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So when you think you know somebody, just know like people going through divorce, um, you think you know their personality, you, know, you think that they're going to show up for you, you think this... When you're going through a, even a breakup or a divorce, you find out shit that you never thought, or you're like, no, not that person. No way. Well, anyway, um, before I had married him, he was in that Operation Stolen Dreams. It took the government about four, two or three years, maybe four years to like figure out what was going on in that whole scheme while well, he was part of it. It was, um, 
and it actually wasn't him or his partners. It was his real estate agent at the time. They wanted her, but they had to do plea bargains. So my ex-husband was a permanent resident, not a U.S. citizen. So even though we got married, he never wanted to because he was from Chile. Um, but they arrested him. I was in complete devastation. So to not waste much more time, the next three years in, of our marriage, I, I, we had just had a, a well, we had a two-year-old at the time. The next three years of our marriage, right? Because I'm married to this man, no matter what he did, you stay honest, you stay loyal, you stay there for him, which is what I was taught. And, oh my God, I, I went through immigration attorneys. We went through federal attorneys. We went through custody attorneys for his kids. I want him custody of his daughter. Um, I literally knew the jargon of every fucking attorney. And like, for me, that was my responsibility. I took that on. I was like, I'm going to do this for this man because I love him, giving myself away, becoming all these things for somebody else. And um, on the fourth year, mind you, um, he had, a again, the ex-wife and ex-girlfriend, they were so, when I look back, which I haven't thought of them in forever. So even thinking about them now, I'm like, they were so rude. Like, Again, their kids loved me. I loved their kids. I would, I treat them probably even better than my kids now. Like my kids now, they're mine. And they're like, you know how kids are. But when you're taking on somebody else's like real responsibility, they used to call me mom and, and the, the stepmoms or the other moms used to hate that. They would hate that I would, that they loved me, which was also weird for me at the time. Cause when you're going through divorce, all you should really worry about is what or who when they leave you when your husband or your wife leaves and you get divorced who are the other people that are bringing into the relationship that's what should matter like hey you have a built-in babysitter now you can go on the weekends and do something for yourself but while you're gone and your kids are in another home that's the, your only responsibility like to co-parent and make sure that the other person you bring in is and not a shitty person so i'm again i'm going to be all over the place with this story but that's what i was for them and um, on the fourth year of going through court with my ex-husband, um, they were coming down and um, like the courts, they had set us a court date that they would decide on what would happen. So for federal, they had just released him and everybody else. Cause I think there's like 5,500 people that were uh, arrested nationwide. So they let him go with fines and maybe 365 days in jail, which none of them now that I know never served it but he wasn't a per he wasn't a US citizen he was a permanent resident so for him federal had let him go but immigration what i didn't know and he didn't know and we didn't know worst case scenario would happen but it actually fucking happened worst case scenario was anybody at the in immigration um if somebody committed a crime at ten thousand dollars or 365 days in jail that that was automatic terms for deportation so they were going they gave him a date um to show up to court so, so i'm going to backtrack a little bit here too a little bit about my family. Again, back to honest, loyal, loving people. Um, my dad had, sorry, signed up or, okay. So when he got in trouble, again, you stand by your family. So my dad had actually um, signed off for him to be like the caretaker, just to make sure he wouldn't flee the country or anything like that. They put up their house for this man. So here's the fourth year he gets his sentence and they send him to, um, they tell him, okay, you're not a flight risk because Mr. Martinez signed off for you, which is my dad. Um, so you, you're allowed to be free up until the state, then you're gonna go and you turn yourself in. Well, on that day that he was supposed to turn himself in, he leaves and I get a call the next day and he's like, hey, I'm not there, I'm in another country. 
and I didn't want to tell you this because um, you would have told your parents and this. So again, immediately right there, I was like, what a selfish motherfucker. Like the entire life, like I have given up everything. My family had done. So anyway, it was just devastating. So that was, it wasn't a divorce for me because when you're with somebody that you're, you've given yourself away to for so, and you don't see the return. You don't see the return. You don't see the return. At some fucking point, you're going to realize Look at all the shit that I do. Do you see how amazing I am? The fucking person that I've turned in for you. I could be that for anybody. And today I stand before you telling you that I am that person, but for myself and for my kids. And um, what I've learned after divorce is like every relationship, because where I come from, it, it is true. In your head, they tell you culture. You want to be with somebody. You want to be married. Even after I got divorced. And actually, let me backtrack it to end that story um he left the country I didn't know what to do um I worked for counterintelligence I had to go through reportables they had to vet me they had to brief me just to make sure that I wasn't part of it I was embarrassed I was humiliated um so and then I couldn't go to my family because I was also embarrassed and humiliated that somebody that I could bring into my family could do that so I took it upon myself to leave. I left, I, I put in resignation for, and which was one of my, another dream job. So again, I let a man fucking, the same man take me out of another position that I wanted all my life to, which was to work for counterintelligence. And when I left, I think today as 37 year old, I cry for my 29 year old self more than she ever did because she was fucking amazing. Like she held her ground. She knew what she needed to do. She didn't fucking take shit from anybody. She, if somebody said I was doing something wrong, it was like, you're fucking wrong. Or I, I just wouldn't say anything. They shut me down in silence. Um, so I left. So I put in my resignation, ended up um, reaching out to a friend who knew what was going on. And she's like, come visit me in Arizona. Um, and you can just see like, she could see what I couldn't see because she was also divorced. So anyway, I left my job, ended up in Arizona and at this time broken, right? I didn't have stability. Like it's like my idea of a home was gone. So I was embarrassed by my family or, and even though they weren't, they, they you're, you're hearing these words before my parents have ever heard these words. Everything I'm saying right now, I've never shared with anybody. So um, no one knows how I got here, but that was the starting point of guide for me. So I decided um, at that time that I would come to Arizona, take a day off and see what was going on. And um, she told me something about real estate. So I was like, oh my God, what is that? So I had done some research on real estate and heard that you can make a lot of money in a short period of time, which was true, but not true. And I'll tell you that later. But I found that my 20 year old self like could, was like so brave. She was willing to leave a job that she knew, leave a family that just leave. I just fucking left. And everyone at the time thought I was crazy. Like my parents are like, you have two kids, you're leaving an amazing job. Um, what are you doing? But I was embarrassed and I didn't want to tell them I was embarrassed. So instead I just ended up leaving and just not talking to anybody. Um, but I knew, and I would close my eyes and write down on my boards and my vision boards and say like, one day everyone will hear my story. And they'll see that I had to do what I had to do because if I would have stayed, I would have felt ashamed. If I would have stayed, it would have just turned out not my dream life. So I just prayed that one day everybody would know the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. 
but it also took one year, two years, three years of my parents not knowing what was going on, thinking I was irresponsible. But what I was actually doing in the back end was getting guidance, getting help. Um, I was, I actually, and that's why I'm like, I wish, where were you? Like, I needed you. I needed somebody to tell me the steps that were going to happen in divorce. When I hear all your freaking videos, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is it. This is all you need to know. If you know this, take the next step fucking forward and you're fine. But I didn't have that. And I had my friend, she introduced me to Reiki. That's where guide comes from. Like Reiki, I didn't know at the time. I'm like, what the fuck is Reiki? And so she sent me to Reiki master and she did a energy healing on me, which I had never heard before. And she also did a tarot card reading on me, which my mom is hardcore Catholic. And she thinks that's the sure at the time she thought this was the devil. So I'm doing all things that I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, but I got my first Reiki treatment and she told me these words after we did the, the reading. She told me, Doreen, you feel like you don't have a home. And for me, that resonates today more than it did for me at 29, because my idea of a home was the husband, the wife and the kids living together. That was home. And, and so when I thought that I lost home, I stopped loving myself. I stopped, or I was in complete embarrassment. So I lost my self-esteem. I lost, I couldn't love myself. Um, so I didn't have any love to give to my children, which at the time they also felt I had um, one of six months and the other one's four years old. And she, Paris, my four-year-old would always say like, I don't feel loved. I don't feel loved. I don't feel loved. And so during this Reiki session, she told me that it resonated. And then she told me about some stones or, or crystals that I could go and find. And I'm like, is this lady crazy? Like it, fucking crystals? Like, what is that going to do? But as I started um, doing research on them and reading about them and introduced me to the chakra world. And then I started reading about that and I'm like, holy shit, this shit isn't made up. So it's like when people need something to believe in, they believe in it. So for me, I could have turned to drugs. I could have turned to so many things. There was so many things at my door at that time. And I see, I didn't know before and, and today, but I could tell you today like I know why people do the things that they do like when you're at your lowest low you do shit that you would never imagine you're doing but it and so when I've talked to successful people now they tell you people get up and then they get down but it's really hard for them to for most people to get up the third time but I keep getting up and getting up and getting up and the reason is for my fucking kids. It's not for another man. It's not for anything other than you have a responsibility. You know what's going on with the majority of the world. Everybody's experiences. I have two sisters that are gone through divorce, dealing with like the trauma of that. The savior for me, which is my good fortune, is I don't have to deal with my ex-husband. I haven't seen him in five years. Um, out of good faith for me and my kids, I did listen to the court system at the time that they did tell you the best situation for a kid is to always have the two parents involved. I'm today, I'm gonna fucking disagree with that because it's not fucking true. It's not true. What if that person is a druggie? What if that person has, again, it's you're, you're grooming your kids. If you have the opportunity to bring better people that integrity, loyalty, honesty, teaching them good values, not just somebody that you ended up having kids with that, you know, they were this person at one time, but they're not that person at one time. And that's why I hate the fucking court systems. So thank you for existing and helping people understand that. Like they will take you through the ringer. So now that I'm so far past fucking marriage, <laughs> um, and now I don't even know where I left off, but it's like, it, it is a journey and there's life after marriage. And even after marriage, it's, it's like, everything about guide is like 
be self-centered. And before, if I would have said those words seven years ago, like I fight with my middle sister all the time and she thinks she just, for some reason, doesn't like me, but <laughs> she always says, you're just so selfish. You're selfish. You're selfish. You put yourself before the kids. And what I don't say to her, but I do know is I put myself first. So that way I can do this because I know what's going to happen for my kids in the fucking future. And I, they're always supported. I never have a situation where I don't know where my kids are, what they're doing, who's with them, what they're being taught. But I allow myself the freedom to bring in people that can do what I can't do best. I'm not the mother that is the cuddly, lovey, huggy, dovey. Um, and that's what my mom is. So we all have my mom. But I am the, the person where I'm like, you know what? I see what the, the goals that my daughters are trying to achieve. I see where they're at now. I see where they're struggling. I'm going to fucking get them, get them the help that they fucking need. And of course they need me. They, they love me. They want mommy's love. But for the crystals that I gave to them seven years ago, it was filled with all my love that, that I couldn't personally give to them. So when I left them with my parents or I left them with their father at the time to build what I'm building, that's where the emotions came from. Like I was like, I, I can't cry. I couldn't even cry for them. Like I couldn't even give them the love. But everything that I put into the crystals was that knowing that when I would leave them, they would feel that. And so today our little joke is like my daughters have the rose court crystals. And so when they're not loving me on the day, they put it on my desk. So it's like they just give me back the love, but they it resonates with them. And it goes far beyond just the crystal. It is about all the chakra points that I've learned about my body, my awareness, my insecurities and where they stem from my body. And I think that's so important for women to understand, too, that they do hold the power. Stop giving your power away. Stop fucking expecting other people to do do or be the, or have the integrity that you have because I have yet to find it. I find it in snippets, but it depends on what they're getting in return. Like, and so today I run my life and I had started telling you about when I um, came to Arizona and I got into real estate. Um, I run my life like I run my real estate business and everything is in a uh, contract. Everything's in an agreement. So if I can agree with somebody that I'm with, like my partner right now, we play everything year by year. It's like last year was a shitty year, but you know what? We're going to, it wasn't that bad, but we play it by year. We, at the end of the year, we're like, are we going to stay together or are we not? Like, that's the conversation I have. And even though he's uncomfortable, he's like, well, what do you mean? You're going to leave me? And I'm like, no, I just want to make sure that we're on track for the next year because we were going to play this shit by year. So I write down all my wants, all my needs, my vision boards, all my expectations, and I absolutely have him do the same thing so that way I know what he wants me to do for him yeah I'm not a fucking golfer but guess what now I'm a golfer because he makes me so fucking happy that I'm gonna go learn fucking golf for this person so that's the relationship I have now seven years later was no easy task finding it and it's a play it it's a play-by-play -play yearbook <laughs> and I think that's how life should be I don't think anything should be concrete set in fucking stone no pun intended, but everything should be agreements that people know what they're getting into. And I do not believe, I know you say you're not pro marriage or pro, you're not for it and you're not against it. I'm fucking against it. I believe that people should be merging together and not marriaging because I think marriage is a blank fucking contract. What I've learned from real estate and how men handle their business if there's always contracts, there's always earnest money put down. And if somebody's going to not pay that earnest money, they're going to go after them. So it's like a woman also saying to a man, like, Hey, you're taking my time and I'm not getting earnest money and you're leaving whenever, you know, like, so I relate everything to analogies to real estate, but 
everything's a fucking contract and men understand that because they they do business shit they do and so do women but they understand if you talk to them in that jargon and that's how i talk to the guy that i'm with now everything is is in that kind of language so i know i got completely off track and all over the place but that's exactly how my life is all over the fucking place and i wouldn't change it so here we are Whoa, I mean, whoa, like I, I want to say so many things. I've been taking notes, but at the same time, I have to pick up my jaw is on the floor because <laughs> Doreen, I mean, geez, man, wow. Okay, so. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know where to start. <laughs> I mean, like I thought you, you were going to come here with a classic divorce story, you know, something happened, but I mean, FBI, your parents home. I mean, like, geez, so insane. So yeah. first of all, all my hats go off to you and to the power of, I, I actually think that women are so incredibly powerful. I'm sure that a man could have done this shit, but I think that you did it way better. So <laughs> I want everybody to hear this. Like um, you, you've been saying it, we give our power away and I, I just think it's not it's not something that comes naturally. Actually, if you look at children, they want to exercise their power. That's why they go through quotation mark the terrible twos. The terrible twos is them saying, "I'm not going to do what you want me to do because I'm a sovereign being." Yet we get programmed through our life, our culture, everything in the media, everything that our families say you have to follow these rules. And the rules that you've been saying, I totally believe them as well, because, hey, I come from a very conservative Catholic country. So yep. same thing. First of all, you woman um, achieve, arrive to your value and your destination when you have a ring that connects you to a man. That's your ultimate value. Well, first believe that it's absolute bullshit. And thank goodness we live in a world where now you can be a very successful single, divorced, married, whatever flavor you want. A woman, it's very valuable and very powerful, no matter what happens with her finger on, you know, the, the index finger. It doesn't matter whether it's a ring or not. Second, you have to give up your dreams. Oh my goodness, you have to give up your dreams for a man, for your children, for your freaking country. No, you don't. You have to know yourself. You have to be in your power, know what you came here to do. Then if you're in a relationship that supports that, holy freaking luja. If you're not, get 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 heading for the door. Like don't walk. Exactly. Run. If they don't support you, get the fuck out of my way. Exactly. Contracts. <laughs> I love that you mentioned contracts. Um, I want to give my full version of a marriage. Yes, I'm not pro or against, just because for me, it's a very individual choice. If you need it, if in your construct, marriage, the big fairy white dress wedding and everything that comes with it is part of your, your path to happiness and success, please, by all means. But if it isn't, just as good. What I want to create is a new dynamic where marriage can be entering to and exited out of and there is no shame no stigma and guess what that is our reality the legal system lets us do that it's a contract that you can enter and you can exit it's only our retarded cultural beliefs that are still stuck in the freaking 40s that are telling us Oh no, you have to you have to stay in it no matter what. No, it doesn't exist that way anymore. It's like the other day I went to 
Hold on. My robot is talking. Hold on a second. <laughs> For some reason, it's Okay, sorry, everybody, I'm gonna send it outside. I think that that's the powers to be. They don't want me to be saying all this. <laughs> well, they're like children. There you go. <laughs> that's my turn. Exactly. But you're absolutely right. Like marriage, again, if, if people, and again, I used to work for the government. So it's like you, I have these, all, all these different mentalities of how everything works. And so that's how I took my things. Learning in business, how does business work? How do people get to agreements there? government government always gets what they want and you know why it's because they don't fucking trust you and and they love that you're together with somebody in marriage because if and they because there's always one person that's going to be more responsible than the other and guess who they can come after one or the other so i'm like if people only thought like the government everybody would have their shit in check like they would totally stop giving themselves away and really say like if i meet somebody now I want to know your background. I want to fucking know everything. And if I can't have references on you and it's, that's what's important for me and my kids because people fall in love and you don't know where they come from. And now that you can find somebody anywhere over the web, like you just want some reference point. So I have homework for the audience too. If you don't mind, yes. there's a song that I listened to and they, ha they have to hear it. It's by Alan Watts. He's a philosopher, I think from the 19... I don't know, the 1920s, 30s, 40s, something like that. But it's called Falling in Love. And mm -hmm. it tells you right there, like, just listen to the song. I don't want to take up much more of your time. But Alan Watts, Falling in Love. And then look up your life path number. Look up your life path number. Um, a woman told me about this three years ago, which changed my life. Had I also known about that? It changed my life. I found out what number I, I knew I was on a mission. I didn't know why. And most people, if they are too busy fighting over divorce, they really do have a fucking purpose. Find out your, what your number is. You'll realize why you're getting divorced and you're going to be able to find out what your future holds for you too. So no, life path number. And of course, guide. There's reasons why I created the company um, far beyond piece of clothing, because for me, anybody can do a piece of clothing, but it comes with emotions, which is the part that when I found you, I'm like, we need guides. And that's exactly what it is. How can you go through life with not without guides? So that's oh, the gold star standard of guides like you. That's what we're striving for on our educational side of, of our site, which is the integrity, exactly like the five stars. So that's, I'm going to stop talking. Which I want everybody to um, narrow in on this one. I think that for many women, especially, and women, 70% of divorces are initiated by women. I think that divorce is our initiation. And I know that this is very mind-blowing for many people, but I think that uh, we are in a, in a very critical point in the consciousness on, of this planet. And I think that the real women rising movement comes with women really stepping into their purpose. And I think that the institution of marriage, as we've understood it, um, has the inconvenience that it distracts you from your purpose because it puts all these other roles in front of you, all this, what you were saying before, oh, I'm selfish because I don't put other people, my partner, my children, whatever else in front of me. They've created this matrix where we cannot follow our purpose it's, it's almost incompatible if you are within the marriage as the standard marriage is 
then you cannot fulfill your purpose. And I feel that for many women, they need, is there, is there, is the first rite of passage. They need to get out of that marriage, that relationship that is suffocating them and is taking them away from their purpose. So then they can step fully into what you said, which I freaking love. We need guides, we need mentors. We are becoming a new way of educating and inspiring and motivating people, which doesn't happen with universities anymore. It happens through this, through technology, where we say, we complete the hero's journey, where we say, hey, I've been through what you've been through. And we both were saying, you know, we, we wish we had had the knowledge that I'm imparting now, seven years ago when we were going through our own divorce. And we didn't have any of that education. We didn't have any of the inspiration. We just had the old programming still in effect. And it's almost like, what, what are you doing? I keep on saying people who stay in marriages where they're terribly unhappy, but they feel like I don't have permission to do this. I'm going to be judged. I'm feeling shame, guilty. I'm like, are you using a flip phone? Have you heard of iPhones? Because you are operating a very old system that doesn't work anymore. In my belief system, and I think that society is catching up with this, we're actually not meant to be with one person. I actually believe that the first marriage is your training marriage, is where we learn what is important for us, how we communicate, what are we willing to compromise. I love that you were saying, hey, I'm not into golf, but I'll do it because I love him and because I choose to now. I same gave up everything, created the path that was just following my, my first husband, just because I thought that's what I needed to do. Now with my second husband, I choose what parts of my life I want to integrate with him and what parts of my life I'm like, no, you do that. I do something else. I go surfing, you go, you know, whatever, um, snowboarding or whatever, although we do that together. But we get, we get to learn who we want to be, which I unfortunately don't think is the case when we get into our first marriages. We've been getting very young, with a very default system, and yet we then have to pay for it for the rest of our lives. So I love as well that you said it opened you up to other realms. Funnily enough, I had a very similar experience where throughout my divorce, I started working with a spiritual therapist, and she's the one that introduced me to crystals. And same thing when she told me, hey, I, I program all these crystals for you. You have to go on a meditation. You have to put one on each chakra. And then blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my goodness gracious me. What is this kumbaya bullshit? Like, give me something tangible. Give me pills. Give me, I don't know, something that, and, and then I started doing that. And that, now, of course, my house is full of crystals. My children use them. I recommend them to everybody. It opened me up to this other realm where spirituality became part of my life. And I say, I don't know how I lived for 40 years without that. And my divorce was my introduction to that realm. So again, every time that we think about divorce, we're always going to, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose my children, my friends, my finances, my stability. Look at all the things that you're going to gain. In case, in my case, we found our purpose. We found new realms. We found new identities. Isn't, isn't that? It's a gift. It's a gift that people are... Isn't that a gift? <laughs> it is a gift. And they just don't know it yet. That's why I'm like, jump, just do it. Just do it. Which we are not the Nikes of the world. We say, think about it. But you now you've over fucking thought about it. Now do something. <laughs> Take but action. Listen, 
listening to us, you've already thought about it. Now you just need the permission. And uh, for me, it was very important and I couldn't find it when I was going through this. I wanted to see examples of women who had thrived after the divorce. Because all that you hear is about the people who lost their children and now they're living under a bridge, which then it's not even true, but that's what society kind of uh, yeah. has to that's the, that's the post-divorce life. And seeing that's people like you, like myself, we are in relationships that totally fill us up. We have businesses that are thriving. My relationship with my children is so much better. That's what I want the world to see. Exactly. Exactly. Now we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and the so you know, I hear you say that you love your life and I see you and I'm like, exactly. So why are we even going to waste our time talking about divorce? But that's your heavy job. Like that's, I, you have to, I used to, when in, in um, the government, I used to hear, I used to be in reportables too. So you have to hear all the heavy shit. So props and my hat off to you for having to hear like, again, nightmare stories, a story like mine. Um, but you have to hear it and it has to run through your system too. So again, hats off to you. But you know what's the best part of my job? And I remember at the very beginning going like, uh, hell no, I'm, I'm a life coach. I want to go into, okay, let's become better versions of ourselves. I don't really want to do divorce. But two things pull me towards that one, that I think that people need the help so badly. I mean, we are talking suicidal thoughts. We're talking right. addictions. We are talking like people really losing their shit. And yet they don't get the help. They get therapists that may or may not be trained on it they get their lawyers god bless them they're not trained to go through the process so i was like somebody has to step up and do this work and second it's because i freaking love the transformation when you see a woman that is about to go into a really nasty divorce turn the whole dynamic around and suddenly they are having an amicable divorce their children are not being affected they're beginning to blossom in the, into the person that they are truly meant to be Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. It's For me, it's a total win for me. So yes, we have to go through the pain, the wounds. We have to deal with all the emotions. But then seeing the transformation at the other end and being able to claim a little bit of the credit because obviously all the work comes on the women that do it. It's yeah. just like, okay, I made the world a little bit of a better place. So I, I it's hard, but then again, it's, it's so rewarding. But Doreen, I wanted to ask you before we have to wrap it all up, this has been so freaking fascinating. Would you tell us a little bit more about your line of clothing? Because it's combining crystals and fashion. And please tell us about yes. it. It was not no easy task. So seven years ago, when I told you I would give my stones to um, my daughters, um, I started doing a fashion shoot. I, I have all my pictures and I'm looking at them right now. And at the time, I would do quotes for them. Like um, I have one where it says, agree to, agree to disagree so we can both be happy. So, and, and in the pictures, the girls are wearing the crystals. So again, it's, I, it started off for the kids. This was supposed to be a, a kid clothing line where it's like, they feel secure. So I wanted to actually work with wedivorce.com to give kids something tangible because I can see what my daughters, which wasn't my daughters, it was me thinking that they were going to be suffering. And in fact, it was me that needed it. So I changed that aspect, made it for women because we need, in order for us to be and, and again, strive for what we want, get to that top like level crown chakra, you have to go through all the bottom bullshit. So for me, I found out that, and, and I, I tell everybody that I work with, I'm no fucking chakra expert. I'm no crystal expert. You know what I am? I'm an expert at my body, my chakras. I'm an expert on to know that my, when my root chakra is out, my whole system goes to shit. I start getting insecure. I start thinking my world is crumbling. I start thinking, so I'm like, this is interesting. So everybody else, every woman that I've ever touched, ever known, 
when they're complaining about something or something's not going right, I realize now I'm like, oh my God, that's your solar, that's your solar chakra. That's your heart chakra. That's your, so I start like letting them know. And then they start working on it. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like this all comes down to um, the chakra system and the crystals are an enhancement. It's another tool to open up the chakras. But when I went through energy healing and oh my God, you lay on the bed and these, these person's just working over you and you feel the, the energy like and I'm really sensitive to energies, so I could feel like if somebody's like putting their hand over my back or I could feel like oh like I get the, the spinal movements but that's your energy it's your energy system and there's a show on on um, Netflix right now and it's called goop and this is Gwyneth Paltrow and she does one segment with um I forgot his name but he's an energy healer and holy shit um he explains it all it, it is there it's scientifical I started it explaining it I, so I was it went to fashion school that was my passion. So I got to bring, so for the first five years of, or the last seven years, but five of the, the, the years, I wanted to bring a fashion line and it, I had to have it with the crystals. So I was like, how cool would it be um, if I went to Reiki and I didn't have to lay down and my crystals falling all over the place? Or if I went to a yoga class and my crystals weren't falling out of my fucking bra. And so I started hearing everybody else complain about the same things. And I'm like, how the fuck did somebody not come up with this already? So, you know, what? I'm going to create that shit. Well, little did I know that I would be going through uh, the whole other training of manufacturers and um, everything else. That, and again, I'm getting off topic because that's a whole other business part of it, but it's needed. So I'm making it my mission. Like, yeah, I'm suffering in all these other areas to get this out to the world. It's fucking here. It now exists, but now I'm finding the educational piece about it, which is you women like you. And so we have um, what we call them our energy guides. When women are, again, some are abused, some are raped, some are whatever they're coming in with their situation. They get one-on-one -on -one coaching and they teach them about their awareness of their chakras and how their bodies and to relate it to something, something tangible. It's coming from somewhere. It's not just happening. If you're thinking this, it's happening somewhere in your body. So again, I'm not an expert. I just saw, again, somewhere in the market, this shit was missing and it stemmed from my children and here it is. And I can't wait for this community to grow. And um, I hate to say it's all for the women, but it actually is. So when people say, oh, are you gonna give a man's life? Look, the men can fucking wait. It's about the women. So here we are. <laughs> they can figure it out themselves. <laughs> again, exactly. I, I feel that this whole revolution starts with women rising up and taking our men with us, but we need to take the lead. And again, it's not in a, oh, screw the men. It's more on a, we, we have a lot of catch up to do in our exactly. own. We do, we do. It's our turn. It's our turn. Yes, 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 yes. So a couple of questions before we go. I ask all my guests is, where is your next great chapter? Yes. So there are, I'm telling you, as my life keeps evolving and if people just take, keep taking the next steps and asking what I do is, when I do ask for, for things, I do say it in these terms. I say, universe, I'm looking for this, 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 and this, please bring them to me. And it does, it, this has happened for me. I can't tell you how many times. So in a dream guide, okay. So guide happened seven years ago in a dream three years ago, I dreamt something about my next mission. So it's called mesh. And then after mesh, which I thought of, um, which combined perfectly will be merge. So these are all companies that are going to be coming out and it's all within the same niche. This is why this is important to me because it is a movement to move shit forward. Um, so, but I get to talk about guide today and I, in the future, I'll be able to talk about merge and mesh. Can't wait. Can't wait. This is exciting. And where do you see the world's next great chapter? 
you said it, th this is a movement. There's a movement going on. And while I was building the last seven years, I thought that when I lifted my nose and had to explain my business to the world, I would be like having to educate people on chakras and crystals. Well, I lifted my nose seven years later today and there's fucking experts everywhere. Like I'm, I hear everybody say they're an expert, a coach or an expert crystal person, they're expert Reiki there. There's so many. So I'm trying right now to vet the system um, to see who actually are like, like I said, the gold star Michelin for guide who those people that, with integrity that actually want to help people. So I do think that there's a movement. And as time always tells the people that weren't meant to be here to actually fucking help will go to the wayside, right? Because they're not truly meant to be here. It's the fluff right now. But I do see, again, like, I couldn't be happier that guide is out right now because there are people out in the world dealing with real life shit. It's not just a divorce. People are fucking anxious and what's going on in the world. And those are the people that we want to touch. We don't want to touch another influencer who's in Bali and looks beautiful. Like I want to touch the people that fucking are in their bedroom in solitary confinement and don't know if they should take their lives or not. So those are the people we're trying to reach. And I think that we're going to get there. Mm, I, I agree with you. I'm so happy to agree, not disagree. And I think that this is why we're here. This is what we're talking today. I hope that everybody goes and check out your amazing line, your amazing work. I'm going to put your Instagram on the, your Instagram and your website on the show notes. Anything else that you would like to say before we go to my beautiful audience? My door is always open. Any fucking questions, please ask. If you don't ask, you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. So fucking write it down, ask it. And, and as Doreen showed us today, she's been through everything. So <laughs> you're a good guide. So thank you so much, Doreen. Really, really appreciate you. Thank you. And to everybody else, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I just love hearing from you. You can also follow my journey on my Instagram account at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes. See you next week.